Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Amusing Ourselves to Death. Can you recall the fierce battle fought by Trump and Hillary? At one point, the presidential speeches between the two sides descended into a shouting match. On October 9, 2016, the second presidential candidate debate was held at Washington University in St. Louis. The debate included issues like people's livelihood, covering medical insurance taxes, and basic education. These topics deserve the general public's attention. However, surprisingly, the key points of the debate were not what attracted their attention. Instead, online commentary was what grabbed the spotlight. For example, some people on Twitter joked, this looks like a karaoke love song duet. Moreover, during the election campaign, news of private scandals pushed the political show to its climax. From Hillary Clinton's email controversy and the William J. Clinton Foundation, to Trump's allegations of tax evasion, these scandals added a dash to the election. The media also publicized many pictures and videos of their tit-for-tats, and reported massively on their responses to scandals. Meanwhile, people's livelihood issues, which were of dire public concern, were squeezed in the corner of newspapers. Only the never-ending stream of gossip made headlines. It causes us to reflect on the following question, in the era of amusing ourselves to death, are you turning everyday events into a source of amusement, or are these life events amusing you? What does amusing ourselves to death really mean? Why has this type of phenomenon appeared in our current era? The book Amusing Ourselves to Death will reveal these secrets using different perspectives. We will discover what amusing ourselves to death means, and find out the reason why this kind of situation occurs. The author of this book Neil Postman was a world-famous media theorist and critic. After years of research, Postman found that we live in the metaphorical world created by the media without awareness, and this kind of metaphor is redefining our lives. Through this discovery, he raised the theory that the medium is the metaphor. This theory provides a solid theoretical basis for explaining the fact that, to a certain degree, politics in the Western world has become entertaining and comedic. Consequently, the Washington Post reviewed the book as being brilliant, powerful, and important. Next, we will introduce you to the key points of this book in four parts. Part 1, The Four Phenomena of Amusing Ourselves to Death. Part 2, The Reasons Why We Are Amusing Ourselves to Death. Part 3, The Consequences of Excessive Entertainment. Part 4, Reflections Drawn from Amusing Ourselves to Death. First, let's take a look at the first part, The Four Phenomena of Amusing Ourselves to Death. In today's world, people are very fond of entertainment and we have access to many forms of it in everyday life. Many social media and entertainment apps are available on our mobile phones. Even the headlines of newspapers, TV, and online media are dominated by various sources of entertaining gossip every day. Have you noticed that it's getting harder for people to concentrate for a long time, and as a result, information is becoming more and more fragmented? It seems that we would rather spend hours binge-watching short videos on TikTok, than sit quietly and read a book. As early as the 1980s, Postman had already noticed this phenomenon. In his book Amusing Ourselves to Death, 
public discourse in the age of show business, he not only criticized the content and format used by the media, but also the media itself. Today, we have undergone a transformation from the deep and profound era of written words, to the shallow and superficial era of TV and even mobile internet. Such an entertaining life will appear everywhere and even in the case of serious fields. Its negative impact on our life will be immeasurable. Let's now take a look at the serious fields that have been influenced by it, namely the four phenomena of amusing ourselves to death. The first phenomena is that politics has become a comedic show. The word politics usually brings to mind images of power and majesty, while the word entertainment is associated with images of comedy and jest. However, today, with the rapid development of the internet, the fields of politics and entertainment are often put together for the purpose of fun. This can be seen on well-known popular talk shows. Saturday Night Live is an extreme example of this. The program changed from being a source of commentary, to participating in and influencing the political process of the United States. Since the program began in 1975, almost every important political figure has been imitated or appeared in a sketch on Saturday Night Live. George H.W. Bush even invited Dana Carvey to visit the White House, because he appreciated the actor's imitation of him. Ever since Trump became President of the United States, a Trump doppelganger has dominated the opening of every episode. When serious politicians become overly approachable and easygoing through comedy, can we also extend that to poking fun at the political issues that deserve our focus? For example, the unemployment rate rises each year in the United States. Could it be alleviated simply because Trump jokes about it on Saturday Night Light? Of course not. The unemployment rate remains unchanged, and unemployed people still live a life of hardship. In our digital era, people will simply talk about whether the president was funny yesterday, while forgetting the employment problems and medical issues that matter to people's lives. People have blurred the focus of politics. The political problems that originally required wisdom and strategy, have gradually become insignificant through people's desire for entertainment. This is indeed a regrettable development. The second phenomena is that, in addition to the entertainment of politics, the news media has gone even further down this path. The executive editor of McNeil Lehrer NewsHour defines good news as such, the idea is to keep everything brief, not to strain the attention of anyone, but instead to provide constant stimulation through variety, novelty, action, and movement. You are required to pay attention to no concept, no character, and no problem for more than a few seconds at a time. These words demonstrate that in many journalists' eyes, news is no longer seen as being true, rational, objective, or in-depth information. Instead, it consists of funny and eye-catching sound bites and pictures. Think of the news report seen in daily life. Perhaps the latest update is about the casualties caused by an earthquake in Mexico. After 10 seconds, the news has jumped to the next story, the Brazilian people are having a carnival. News is racing past us like a high-speed train every day. Here, news is packaged and delivered to us like products on an assembly line, without background or context. And the only thing we can do is to receive the information. People usually think that watching the news is a serious mental activity that lacks entertainment. However, the author emphasizes that even when we read serious news, 
it is accompanied by a hint of entertainment. For example, we usually don't mind when advertisements and promotion videos are inserted into news programs, but we don't enjoy our thoughts being interrupted when we read books. The author tells us that the reason behind this is that in our minds, reading is something that requires our full focus. Because we need to understand carefully and analyze professionally, we don't like to be disturbed. However, watching the news has become a form of entertainment for our subconscious mind. Even if we are interrupted, we don't feel that we have missed out on something. Consequently, we accept this new reality. In addition to being a form of entertainment in our minds, the constant stream of news has become a part of our lives. If we try to stop and reflect on the information that the news has just given us, we will miss the following update. This fragmentation of information naturally fails to inspire an in-depth and effective thinking process. The third phenomenon deals with the religious authorities in our lives, also being sucked into the atmosphere of entertainment. Since the birth of religion, it has had an important effect on human society. For example, Christianity has been an important part of European life for approximately 2,000 years. Those ancient churches and modeled walls still show people their long history and magnificent momentum. The seats, religious murals, sculptures, and various gold and silver items in the churches all reveal a solemn sense of sanctity. In past times, people would hold the ritual of baptism, go to Mass, and chant regularly with pious attitudes. However, in the digital era, the basic tenets of religion have completely changed. People nowadays try to inspire this same sense of sanctity on TV. Though they use candles, choirs, and piano accompaniments, how can the heaviness of a thousands of years old cathedral be shown merely through TV? For example, the famous St. Peter's Basilica Church occupies an area of 23,000 square meters. Its interior consists of the main altar, the nave, two transepts, and countless winding corridors. Merely constructing it took 120 years, and it is the result of hundreds of years of history. This history cannot be shown on a small screen. Missionaries don't mind using TV to preach. Furthermore, they proudly declare that, now there are more people preaching on TV per day than Jesus has preached all his life. However, they have forgotten the main reason why religion was profound and sacred. It was because people adhered to religious doctrines and traditions. When they use a digital means to preach, the audience might be eating chips in front of the TV, drinking coke and chatting with friends, or randomly flipping through channels. Is this kind of preaching still meaningful? People no longer regard religion as needing spiritual detachment, and they no longer show reverence for it. Through using laughter and jokes, religions have become a form of entertainment. For the fourth and final phenomena, let's examine the role of entertainment in education. Education through entertainment has become a highly praised educational method in recent years. People think that education should not consist of rote memorization, but should let children learn in a more relaxing and pleasant atmosphere. For example, we find TV quiz shows and word memorization games on phones to be simple and interesting learning activities. Children can master knowledge in an instant, which seems to help them learn. Along with many parents in Japan's Heisei era, local governments had a similar idea. They brought forward an education reform to reduce class time, 
and add various digital programs based on student interest. All kinds of electronic games emerged in the name of learning, aimed at making children learn in a pleasant atmosphere. As a result, there was a measurable effect from this kind of education. Japanese elementary and middle school students on average had low performance abilities. They were addicted to simple and exciting electronic teaching, and were sucked into it. Here we can see the irony of the Heisei reform. From then on, the Japanese government reverted back to the original work and rest schedule. They were forced to greatly increase class hours and homework to make up for the previous shortcomings. Some degree of education through entertainment can indeed help with studying. However, the author also tells us that acquiring knowledge is at its core a very serious matter, which requires patience and hard work. We need to be able to bear the boredom and loneliness, and sit down to seriously read a book and work. Alright, we've now covered the content of part 1. We identified the specific meaning of the author's term amusing ourselves to death, and listed the excessive use of entertainment within four serious areas of society. Respectively, the phenomena are politics has become a source of comedy, news reports use non-stop streaming, the sacredness of religion no longer exists, and education is equated to entertainment. So, why do these situations occur? To answer this question, let's listen to the contents of part 2. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.